Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. This podcast is sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. Many of you get sore, achy legs from standing all day or get asked about painful foot and leg cramps. If so, you're going to want to hear about TheraWorks Relief, a clinically proven topical foam that prevents and relieves muscle cramps and soreness. Learn more at theraworksrelief.com. Hi, everyone. I'm really excited about this episode. If you want to better understand people and how to build a high-performing team, then this episode is for you. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest, Richard Williams, is a fellow Ole Miss or University of Mississippi alum and mentor of mine. He's newly retired from a long career in the pharmaceutical industry where he served in a variety of roles, including overseeing national accounts. Richard is a gifted connector, just like Malcolm Gladwell describes in his book, Tipping Point. And he is always um, well in the know of um, connecting uh, leaders in the industry and making great uh, connections like that. He is incredibly intentional, a gifted coach, and has a huge heart for service through which he continues to give back to others and support the younger generations with values and skills to excel in life. Richard, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you, Hillary. I'm excited to be here today. Well, now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro and maybe share a little bit more about your personal life. Well, I grew up in my mother's, um, my mom's drugstore. Uh, She was one of the first female pharmacists in the country. And I worked in retail and hospital pharmacy before joining Big Pharma over 30 years ago. I share with groups that I am a uh, millennial wannabe because I had more than 10 different jobs over the course of that career. Uh, That included retail sales, hospital sales, international marketing plans. I spent a couple years in IT, uh, long-term care, sales management, managed care, Medicare Part D when it began uh, evolving a number of years ago and most recently have been uh, involved with managing relationships with national insurance companies and uh, regional accounts. Wonderful. Um, So, Richard, that is so fascinating to hear that your mom was even one of the very first females. And now um, we're definitely seeing a lot of females in in the pharmacy profession, which is exciting. But um, seeing, you know, the, the second generation pharmacists and how much pharmacy has changed over the years is is really fascinating. Um, so what would you say are some of the skills that you have that really lend, have lent themselves um, to some of the success uh, throughout your career? I think a, f- a few things jump out and I, it took me a long time to learn these. So I, I'll share them with your audience and hopefully they it will not take them as long. But first and foremost is listening. Uh, There are so many people with great ideas, and although I might not agree with them or understand where they're coming from, 
uh, being a good listener, I think, is an essential skill in any position that you have today. Uh, secondly, I'd say being prepared, and that's probably my reputation, is to always be prepared, having uh, reviewed the pre-meeting notes and researched the topics and understanding what is going to be discussed. So you really maximize that one-on-one -on -one time uh, when you're together with somebody. Uh, and that really leads into uh, into in the today's world of fake news and, and uh, political bias is to double-click on the source information. Uh, reading the headlines is just not enough, and everybody's got an opinion. So how do you truly go back to finding the research article and or uh, the government document that really talks about what's happening and study and make your own uh, determination and make up your own mind on what that really means uh, to you? And then most importantly, and I think we're really losing sight of this, and that is the relationship with people, whether that be a patient, a patient's family, an employee, a customer, a colleague. Uh, we're, we're With all the excitement of all the technology that's evolving, uh, I am really concerned that we're losing touch with the individual people and the connectivity. And I would say that that is one of the skills that uh, everybody, uh, even myself, needs to continue to really stay focused on and continue to develop. Absolutely. Um, I love that you mentioned uh, not going beyond just the headlines and, and really understanding um, deeper on those source documents. Um because it is hard to stay up to date with with so much new information being um, thrown our way, but uh, it, it is a very you've got to be very intentional and to be prepared and to, and to just know all of that. Um, so, Richard, what are some of the initiatives that uh, maybe you've worked on in the past that you've been uh, that have been really uh, some successful? Uh, pieces throughout your career, maybe share some of the things that you're currently working on now. Yeah, Hillary, there's, there's probably two or three uh, situations that I found myself in, and some of them I went screaming and hollering because I really didn't have an interest, but I was asked to participate in. And the first was developing and creating a global Salesforce customer relationship management platform. And I had no IT skills whatsoever. And that was over 20 years ago when that uh, segment was really starting to evolve. And I find every single day now, I use those skills and to just better understand what's happening with artificial intelligence and blockchains and some of those skills. So you never know when the uh, experiences that you have thrown it, been thrown into will come back to really play an important part in your in your career and, and your growth. So I'd, I'd say that was the first one. Uh, secondly, was over the course of my years, uh, um, I had the opportunity to hire and uh, construct and build some really high-performing sales teams. And the, I learned how to uh, look for talent, looked how to motivate and, de and understand people's demotivators, which are just as important as an individual's motivators. I understood the power of uh, building a diverse team, and I always use the uh, metaphor of building a baseball team, that if you need a first baseman, you need a first baseman, and, and don't don't just take a shortstop when you need a first baseman. And I, I approached hiring and building teams that in that same kind of spirit. And then finally, uh, working with two of the largest healthcare uh, insurers in the country over the last few years, uh, understanding the flow of money, 
the misalignment that exists in today's healthcare marketplace, uh, the power of PBMs and the role that they play, the uh, the people behind the scenes called actuaries, which really crunch the numbers and how smart and sophisticated they are. But those would be three uh, big areas that really I think I learned the most from. And I think the second part of your question is, what am I doing today? Uh, at this point in time, I'm really uh, serving as an advisor to a number of organizations just to help them to see clearly and set their missions and visions and be true to those. Uh, but I'm also volunteering. Uh, I'm on the board of a group called Hope Smiles uh, that serves and, and builds dental clinics and mobile clinics in third world countries, uh, which is a fascinating uh, experience. And also, I'm, I'm trying to figure out and I could use your help on how do we connect population health and street medicine uh, here in Nashville for the homeless population who don't have cars and can't go to the clinics. Uh, how do we take care of them in a different way where we really redesign the entire healthcare system? And right now I'm having a blast uh, trying to figure that out. Yeah, that's exciting. And, you know, a lot of the things that you've, you know, worked on all kind of have a, a similar theme of they, they, um, revolve around people and, you know, developing and building relationships, which is just so important. Um, and then, you know, coming back to, you know, your, the mission of, um, volunteering and serving others. And, you know, oftentimes, um, pharmacists go into healthcare and into the pharmacy profession because, um, we have that passion to give back and to serve and help others. And you clearly exemplify that. Hillary, if I can just jump in for a second. Uh, the one thing I'd like to challenge anybody listening to this, we, we get so busy with our day jobs that we don't raise up our heads and participate and get involved in some other organizations. And I didn't do this for probably the first 20 years of my professional career. Uh, but during the last 10 years, uh, I've started volunteering more and getting involved and, and being asked to participate in different events. And I, I try never to say no to those opportunities. And I find that I've learned more from those experiences than any training class or national meeting that I ever participated in because there's there's great people all around us. And when you have the privilege and opportunity to sit in a meeting, whether it be a board meeting, whether it be a, a school board meeting, or just a couple neighbors trying to figure out how to change the sidewalks or do something in your local neighborhood, uh, I'd encourage you just to become active and you'll find that you'll learn a whole lot that not only helps you personally, but helps you professionally. That is such a great um, advice to share with others because um, it is easy to get caught up in your day job and and day to day in the busyness, but um, I too have found uh, value in you know signing up for committees and and volunteering um, and getting back involved in the community and and it's okay to not to take some time off um, and not do that because um, I. D was not as involved when I first graduated from pharmacy school, but I'm trying to uh, follow a little bit along that path now. Um, so, Richard, talking kind of about the some of the maybe real world challenges that um, you and your organization um, or you know the industry may have faced. Um, what are some of the solutions that maybe have been developed uh, to help with some of those real world challenges? Well, I think of the, the probably the two biggest 
challenges that everybody has in common. One is just managing the pace of change and how quickly science is evolving and how government is influencing healthcare. Uh, keeping up with all of that is really so important. Uh, and the second part of that would be learning from your mistakes. Uh, I think of some of the things that I have read over the years in, in a book by John Maxwell, uh, which he titled Failing Forward. Uh, I think when we're younger, we're, we're afraid to admit that we made a mistake. And the reality is that's where our richest learnings are. But regardless of your profession or what your practice site is, uh, having those two thoughts in your mind on a continual basis is really powerful to just help you be successful. Um, and I think of, you know, all the changes that are taking place uh, with pre precision medicine and telehealth. And I read today about Uber Elevate, which is the Uber air transportation system that uh, they are working on. Who, who would have ever dreamed of that outside of sitting in front of a TV set watching the Jetsons back 25, 30 years ago. And the reality is we're probably going to experience that in the next three to five years. And that's really amazing. Wow. Well, you are always up to date on things. I didn't even know about the new Uber Elevate, but that is really exciting. Um, so speaking of, of failures or falling forward, um, a lot of times you know, we see people who've had um, really successful careers, or they've they've done so many great things, and you, there have been you know something along the way where they've had lessons learned and and things. Um, is there anything in particular that you could share um, has been a big lesson learned uh, that's helped to uh, push you forward in your career? Uh, Hillary, there's not enough on time on your podcast to cover all of that, uh, but uh, but I would share a, a, a couple of my big failures, and and I think again it was really focused too much on the business of medicine and not the the heart of medicine. Uh, I think of there were times that I focused too much on the numbers and the metrics, and not enough on connecting and motivating and inspiring, caring for people. Uh, there are a lot of exciting trends taking place in healthcare, and we've mentioned a couple, artificial intelligence, blockchain, CRISPR with uh, the DNA. Um, we're starting to understand the social determinants of health and how a person's environment really influences and impacts uh, their outcomes. And all of these are valuable and exciting. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, what we do, what we, what we will be remembered for is how we treat our patients and the relationships that we foster with our colleagues and our staffs and our employees. Uh, and so I think that's, um, that's the biggest lesson I learned. And boy, I made that mistake over and over and over again. And if I had to go back, uh, I think I would focus a lot more on the people uh, than I would some of the some of the numbers and some of the metrics that we were trying to chase. Yeah, that is great advice. And I love that you shared about, you know, kind of along the lines of uh, people are going to remember how you made them feel. Um, so, you know, what about kind of flipping it? Uh, what would something along the lines of uh, something you've been really successful in your career that you've been proud of, or what are some takeaways that you've had from that? Yeah, I think if you asked uh, people that have worked with me and for me and around me over the years, uh, they would say 
my skill set and, and my legacy would, would be building really high-performing, diverse uh, sales teams and, and marketing teams. Um, and it was really being intentional. I think you use that term, interesting, when, we, when you introduced me earlier, was to being very thoughtful about who do you surround yourself with. Uh, that begins with understanding the individual motivators, uh, and as I mentioned, even more importantly, what demotivates somebody. And if you understand those two things, you're you're really in a good position to uh, help them to achieve their goals and objectives and, and pursue their dreams. Um, and so I, I think it was it's really thinking through what are you trying to accomplish and not surrounding yourself with people that are yes people or people that are just like you. And as pharmacists, I think it's a real challenge that we have uh, because we're all wired similarly in that we like science and we like math. Uh, but when you throw in a nurse or a um, somebody with a completely different background, often we're challenged by that. And that's where we learn the best and they bring bring the best out in of us or in us uh, as we take care of patients. So uh, I think it's, again, there's a common theme here as you're starting to see, and it's really about the people. And I, th- I think we're, we're losing sight of that today, um, but that would be my legacy. Awesome. Um, so Richard, you also are always just in the know and, uh, we've mentioned, you know, change is happening at a a rapid pace. What are some tips that you could share with the listeners on how to stay current about what's going on in healthcare and more specifically within the pharmacy field? Yeah, I I wish I had a real easy answer for to answer that question, Uh, but it's really hard today, although we've got better tools than we've ever had. Uh, I start each day reading about seven different newspapers, and I read them just to get varying viewpoints. And I read the headlines, but then I always double click and go trying to get to the source document. It's I'm not just reading the tweet or the headlines of the speech, but I'm actually going to go and I'm going to listen to Secretary or, or read Secretary Azar's speech or D- Dr. Gottlieb's speech because I want to I want to see it. I want to hear exactly what they said. I don't need somebody to interpret that for me. I think the other part is is picking those channels that you're going to pay attention to. Um, and that's really true of podcast. Um, I still try to read about two books a month uh, just to stay current on different topics. But I'm also finding that most authors today, uh, before they launch a book, they're going to be interviewed by five or six different people. And if you listen to the interview, you really get a good synopsis of the book. And so as I try to balance uh, working out and exercise, I've always got a long list of podcasts that I'm listening to to stay current as well. Uh, but those would be the two things, uh, plus, you know, all the all the different uh, meetings that you can attend and being deliberate and selective on uh, those being prepared when you go to those meetings. Um, those are the things I'm doing to try to stay current. Uh, but it's really hard. And I think. I've realized there is absolutely no way to stay current. And the the couple words that I now use more often than not is I didn't see that. I didn't know that I haven't read that and not be embarrassed by that because there's, I don't think there's anybody that can keep up today. It sure is hard. 
Um, but I'm impressed you read seven different newspapers a day. You are probably one of those that, that doesn't require a lot of sleep or that gets up early and is just a, a go-getter from the early morning. So that's impressive. Um, so what are some of the things that excite you about the future of pharmacy? Oh, Hillary, there, there is pharmacy and, and the practice of pharmacy is just in such a terrific position uh, today more than it's ever been before. Uh, I think there's two things. Uh, one is all the opportunities that pharmacists have to improve patient care and dem- demonstrate their value. Uh, there are so many different career opportunities for pharmacists, uh, whether it be in retail or hospital or some kind of clinic and or in industry. As I mentioned, I've had 12 different jobs and they've all been really different. But the skill set you learn as a pharmacist and the training that you go through really prepares you to uh, be involved in so many different facets of pharmacy. And I think for the very first time, uh, the business leaders and the decision makers are starting to understand the value that a pharmacist can bring in not only delivering quality care, but also decreasing the cost of care. And so I, I strongly encourage your audience, step up and, and step out and be great at what you do because the, the the environment is ripe right now for pharmacists to go out and do things that we've never been able to do. We never have dreamed of doing. And I think of some of the practice acts that are taking place, I think Ohio last week, uh, just approved a uh, recognition of pharmacists as providers. Uh, that's really, really exciting. And then the second thing that I would point out with with pharmacists is uh, all those all the science with the human gen- genome uh, taking place and DNA and and we're going to have hopefully in the next few years cures for diseases we never dreamed of. Uh, it's going to be in specialty pharmacy. It's going to be tailored therapeutics and individualized medicine and Hopefully and prayerfully, one day uh, we find a cure for Alzheimer's disease, uh, whether it's to slow it down or to prevent it. Uh, But we're just at a remarkable age of scientific discovery, and the pharmacists are going to have to be at the center of that. And so I think that's the other part that uh, gets me really excited about the practice of pharmacy. Yeah, definitely. It is exciting that um, Ohio is is leading the way, too, on um, some of these new provider status regulations and, I mean, just all the things that you mentioned with the new drug therapies and and cures for diseases and um, pharmacists are going to be right there in the mix. So, Richard, as our final question, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists who are out there just getting started in their career? Well, I've, I've watched a lot of people do this um, over the years, and there are a lot of dear friends who really stepped out of their comfort zones. They, they volunteered for assignments, additional work where they weren't going to get paid more money. But when you look over time for those individuals that would step up and offer their assistance or volunteer to be on a committee, uh, those are the people that are really the leaders of our profession today. Uh, it's people like you, Hillary, that are doing things that are a little bit differently. Uh, I've got friends that are leading academic institutions now. 
I just think it's it's an opportunity, and I would encourage everybody to just get out of your comfort zone. And if you're if you're doing the same thing every day and you're starting to get bored, I challenge you that's to say, you know what, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, find something else that's a little bit different. Read something that's different, uh, but don't just get up and go to work every day. Get up and and change the world every day. I love that. Get up and change the world every day. I am super motivated right now. Um, Richard, it was such a pleasure to have you as a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Well, thank you, Hillary. I've I've followed uh, as you started this several uh, months ago, and I've listened to a number of uh, your guests, and I always learn from them, and I appreciate the work that you're doing just to help all of us stay current and realize that this is an amazing profession and there are a world of opportunities. Love it. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at www.pharmacyadvisory.com or check us out on Instagram at Talk to Your Pharmacist or on Facebook, Talk to Your Pharmacist. We are so thankful to our sponsor, TheraWorks Relief, and be sure to check it out at your retail pharmacy near you. Also available on theraworksrelief.com. You can order from there and learn more about many uses associated with TheraWorks Relief. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. 